crypto, Bitcoin. You hear the terms, but should you even care? And are these really the currencies of the future? How do these things even work? Well, I'm Aaron Greger, and these are the questions that I wanted the answers to. So I started a podcast. Join me and explore the topic of cryptocurrency with my friend Gary Leland and other industry experts. Welcome to Clarifying Crypto. All right, welcome to Clarifying Crypto. I'm Aaron Greger. I'm here with my co-host, Gary Leland. Gary, welcome. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are you today? I said howdy three times because this is the third take. This is the third take. (laughs) I think we're good, though. The mics are working. There's no feedback. We are officially good to go. All right, so we're here talking all things crypto. Gary, you host a podcast called Four Minute Crypto. I always, uh, at five days a week, you publish news four minutes long about crypto. I always love to ask, what's anything big, anything new going on that we need to know in the crypto world? I think something big might be going on because, uh, you know, Jack Dorsey with Square just was awarded a patent. Oh, we didn't talk about, we talked about Jack last week, but what was the patent? It was on a way to convert fiat into cryptocurrency because right now if you hypothetically go buy a cup of coffee at starbucks and you want to pay with bitcoin you know if you paid with bitcoin on the blockchain you might have to wait 20 minutes for enough confirmations for your coffee to be approved for payment okay and this is basically as the story says you can go in and buy your coffee it would convert uh, your crypto you used into fiat instantaneously for the person and it would all happen like in live time so they received the patent i'm not sure how it works they wouldn't when they were asked about it they wouldn't have much to say about it but that kind of makes me believe my thought that they're going to announce that squares or twitter is going to take bitcoin tips you know so he's propping it up well what what i mean it seems like that patent could be used in a heck of a lot more than just twitter accepting tips right i mean Mm -hmm. Like he's he owns the Cash App, right? Right, and there's an SDK uh, that goes with it that people can build stuff on. So um, you know the uh, what the, the thing on the Twitter taking tips it was going to be through the Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know why Cash couldn't be involved with that too. I would think he's got the patent. I would think he's got a lot because he has several people that work just on Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, but I think it's just another thing to do with Bitcoin that's done by Jack Dorsey, who owns Twitter, Square and Cash, that's going to move all that into the next phase. And that's a pretty good deal because that's a problem right now. You know, even when we at Bitblock Boom, you know, we take T-shirts and sell T-shirts and stuff mm-hmm. during the conference. Some people come with Bitcoin and pay for it. We just basically take their word on it. Yeah. Because you know, we don't want to make oh. minutes and we've never been screwed, you know, in three years. No one's payment hasn't come through. So I think we're dealing with pretty honest people at our convention, you know, or, or they don't realize that they could screw us one of the other. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. You don't have anybody to hunt them down if the money doesn't come through. We won't spill that secret though uh, here. Well, and that's good too. Like it's from a perspective, I know a lot of people are very hesitant to get into crypto. And again, we'll forward it with, we're not financial advisors. Just, this is just two people who like talking crypto, but um, it always gives me hope and, and a good side that I'm going in the right place because when people are doing that much investment in it and continually moving forward with Bitcoin and just make for it to be easier for people to use, it's 
hopefully it's just going to make it worth more and more in the long run, right? Well, you got, yeah, you got big names of people with big companies who are really smart. I mean, yeah, all of them are a lot, all of them are a lot smarter than I am. So, you know, that's a good sign. It's not, it's not people that I feel like, oh, I'm the smartest person in the room. I feel like I'm probably one of the least intelligent people in the room. Yeah. So I think that's a good sign. As, as you know, my wife's father used to always say, if you want to be a millionaire, hang out with millionaires. If you want to be a, a drug addict, hang out with druggies. If you want to be smart, hang out with smart people. Yeah. If you want to be successful, hang out with successful people. So I kind of think I'm doing the smart, successful person bit, hoping that'll rub off on me. I agree. Well, and so I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you the story. I'm going to be honest with you. So speaking of smart people, this crypto thing, like I listen to the podcast and sometimes I'm just like, God, I, I don't know if I completely grasp this yet. Okay. So you, we talked about this months ago now about wallets and you kind of freaked me out a little bit about the wallets. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, what if I put in the wrong code and then I transfer my money over to, so I have yet, I've, I've invested in crypto now. I bought my first like year and a half ago. I've yet to put it on a wallet. This week is the first time I actually started transferring my crypto to a wallet. I'm still not fully there yet. I just bought some more and I'm like, well, I'll just wait to tell the transaction goes through and I'll move some more over. But, um, I, I did an app on my phone. That was my first one. Uh, mycelium, I think, is that what it is? A hot wallet? I can't remember all the terms, but, um, but, but I have a question for you because I started to just to get the feel of this and figure this out. This stuff is intimidating. I don't know why it's so intimidating. Oh, it is. It is. But it really it's intimidates me. I have to sit there and look at it for a little while. Yeah. And then like I'm going through as I'm researching and I remember like, okay, I know Gary and I talked about this, like nodes and all of this stuff. And I'm like, ah, it's still like I get it, but then I don't get it. So I'm definitely not the smartest person in any of these rooms. I can promise you that. But well, at least we have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, we like um, talking and we're not very smart. <laughs> exactly. And we're learning. I mean, and this is like, uh, just like, a le- I like testing all these different things we talk about and learning about them. But I, so I, tr- I, I'm a millionaire in the Satoshi world and I transferred my Satoshis from Fold over to this app, well, good. but it, but it converted them back. So I was wondering, and I know this is just semantics. It converted them to Bitcoin, right? Yeah. What do I train? Can I transfer anything that keeps them in Satoshis? And I know it doesn't matter. No, no, matter. they haven't set it up to transfer it as Satoshis yet. It's not anything you did. Uh, okay. It's how fold. You know, they were getting so much grief about there wasn't a way to exit your money. Yeah. That they went ahead and started working on it, and they had that built first, so they went ahead and released it. And okay. so um, they're working on now to let you transfer in Satoshis, which okay. that's why I haven't transferred mine. Um, cause I need some Satoshis. So I'm just waiting so I can just transfer in Satoshis. But can't you just convert like, so I've got this Bitcoin now. Can I just convert those to Satoshis or no? Yeah, you can. If you have a place to like, I have a Casa node mm-hmm. and, uh, and when I, I can upload them to my Casa node and make them into Satoshis. Okay. Uh, I'm sure there is. I just don't know where, cause I haven't done it any other way. Okay. And I didn't want to figure out another way is why I was just waiting for them to be able to export Satoshis. Cause I don't want to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, and that's where, um, that's where I just get, like I said, I get, there's just so much and I know it's like, okay, and just baby step this. And what I want to be able to do is what was that? 
I was going to say, you just got to realize this is exactly how the net was in 94, 5, and 6 and stuff. It was yeah. real complicated. That's why nobody was on it. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, if you, you couldn't even see a photo. I mean, you know, there was no browser even. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of like in here really early still, you know. Yeah. And that's what's holding it up a lot is it's so complicated. But that's because of when you're in here. But I think it's moving faster than the internet did. If you really take for granted, the internet started in probably the seventies as a government mm-hmm. project, you know? So if you yeah. put that into perspective, it's moving a lot faster than that did because that didn't get any mainstream use until Netscape came out in about 96. Right. And it took what, 26 years to get any kind of usage, but then the bottom fell out of it and everything, everybody got on it. Yeah. So we're moving at a fast rate, but that's where we're at is we're really early still. Okay. I don't feel so bad because like I said, I just like listen to this stuff and I get really excited. Like I listen to the podcast. I'm like, I really, like I, I it interests me. And that's when we're going to talk about the stable There's going to thing today. There is a lot to learn. Stuff. You know, a lot of it's complicated stuff because it's not, and it's not what you're used to doing and your whole way of thinking with money is different. Yes. In this. You know, so it's, uh, it's a lot. To, I think that's why uh, boomers have a really hard time with it because they have been ingrained with this stuff and they're not as flexible. Yeah. And they didn't grow up with computers to do and they're ingrained that money is a certain thing. So it's even harder for them. The older you get, the harder it is, I think, to, to get a grasp on. Yeah. And I feel like just like, I'm just like a hoarder right now. I'm just like, hoarder. I'm like, okay. Because what I wanted was a, a wallet for... Uh, the lollies of the world, the folds of like all this funny money I'm getting, right? It's right. kind of, I look at that, it's all free money and then have another wallet for my actual investments. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was, I'm like, this is, and I screwed it up a couple of times. Like I'll be flat out honest. Um, I put the wrong code in when I was trying to transfer and it was like, that's not a valid code of, tra-. I'm like, well, what about? Well, he said, told you, then just send them out of there. That's true. That's so, true. Well, it was, I was putting a wrong link in, like I was linking it to exactly. I could have lost it. My million Satoshis, uh, not that a millionaire anymore, but now I'm not even a millionaire as it is. Cause I don't have them. So it's well, okay. See, I, I got, I got, I'm still a million. I'm a multi-millionaire now in Satoshis. It's too bad. Oh. Satoshis aren't worth like a dollar. <laughs> I know. I know. I need Satoshis to go to. I know. And I was like laughing. Cause I'm like, Okay, so I transferred. I had I had over a million, but I transferred my million over. I'm like, okay, so now I just need to do that a hundred times more, and I get a bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a small amount, but it's uh, I don't know something about Satoshi. You know, I'm using an app right now that I have a fun time with called. Uh, let me look at it real quick. Called Peppo. Have you heard of Peppo? I have not heard of Peppo. Peppo is an app, and it's a uh, made on. I'm not sure what blockchain because I don't care. You right. know, I mean, if it's not Bitcoin, I really don't care. But it's like for people to talk about crypto, like TikTok, basically. Okay. Um, but you only talk about crypto and you get rewards in the, the app's money. You know, so I've gotten $10, I think, this month or $11 this month. But it's really kind of interesting that I like it. But I wish that this app was, I wish they'd made it to give out sats. Instead right. of whatever in the hell it is that gives out, you know, Pepos, I think is what it gives out. I think they'd have made it give out sats because they give you like 500 Pepos to start with. If they'd have given out, made it give out sats, you, they could have given away 100 sats. Right. You know, which would be worth nothing. Nothing. 
And people, I think, would go way more crazy about it than they do with it being pepos that they get. So do you convert you know, your pepos? Huh? Do you convert your pepos then to Bitcoin or? No, it's only like $11 in there after a month. Dang. I mean, it's not really... Uh, which you, you can't convert it. I, I don't see a way to export and I think about it, but I can do it for Amazon gift cards and stuff. Yeah. So I can get me an $11 Amazon gift card, you know? Yeah. But it was funny this morning I did something on there because you only talk for 30 seconds. Yeah. And then someone came on and you can reply to them. And someone came on and said, I've been trying to talk to my dad to get him on into Bitcoin. And he told me he started watching Bitcoin people, and he was watching some show called The Four Minute Crypto with Gary Leland. The guy told me this. He goes, I couldn't believe it. I told him, I know that guy. That's hilarious. You're like, crypto, you're crypto famous. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a small world, too. <laughs> hey, hey, like, my take, it wherever you, take it wherever you can get it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, 65, I guess I need to. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not? Um, all right, so let's talk about the topic I want to talk about today was stablecoin because we talked a little bit about last last week we talked about CES, Libra talking about um, you know I was trying to understand with you how why Libra is more of a buy and or Bitcoin is more of a buy and hold where Libra is set up to spend and then as I was and we talked about it and I was listening to podcasts this week stablecoin came up several times and I'm like wait a minute. And I started researching stablecoin and Libra, to my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is what's considered a stablecoin. Right. It's tied to a basket of currencies. It's not. I mean, yes. Shouldn't go up or down. Well, and I would. Pegged. It's not pegged to a, a dollar, for instance. Some of them are pegged to a dollar. Or gold, I saw, right? Like gold and silver. Oh, yeah. I don't know, or silver, I guess. They're all kind of coins, but I don't, I don't think of those as stable coins as much as I do ones that are pegged to a dollar because the gold goes up and down. So that's not really pretty, pretty stable, is it? I mean, a gold should go up double. And then if it's tied to, if this coin, if I'm just going to use hypothetical, if it was an ounce, if, a, if one coin was tied to an ounce of gold and gold went up $500 an ounce, well, that's not very stable. And so I the coin would go up then that much too, right? Is that right, how it works? It's tied okay. to the ounce of gold. And so if it goes right. down, it can go down too. Right. So a stable coin usually um, is tied to $1 bill. So supposedly for every coin out there, which there's a lot of discrepancies, I know that, from people who on some of the top ones think whether they have the money in the bank or not, but supposedly for every dollar, or every stable coin out there, there's a dollar in the bank. So, okay. So let's say. So there's 10 million stable coins. There's $10 million in the bank. And okay. those are always worth a dollar. But even on those, you'll see them go a dollar, one cents, 98 cents. I don't know why they vary at all um, since they're only worth a dollar, but supposedly. But. And so then, I'm really, so does it work the same way where we've talked about this before where um, you know, part of the problem with the dollar is that with inflation, my dollar goes down. So is the same problem happening with this cryptocurrency where well, if well, I've got... Yeah, and, you know, dollar basically goes down about 2% a year on average, or that's that's basically what the Fed says they're happy with, 2% inflation. So, you know, right. it's not that items get more, get more costly, it's that your dollar's worth less. Right. You know, a lot of people get confused, go, well, that's a lot higher this year. No, it's the same price. It just takes more of these green things to buy it. 
Um, but the, the concept really on it is that you're not buying stable coins for long-term investments. You know, or that's the way I understand. I'm not big on stable coins. I really don't use them. But let's say if you had Bitcoin right now mm -hmm. and you thought uh, Bitcoin right now is probably $80, Three hundred dollars. But yeah. you thought it was going to drop to six thousand, and you didn't want to get out of the market, so you just swap over your Bitcoin for stable coins. And okay. if you had one Bitcoin at eighty three hundred, now you'd have eighty three hundred stable coins. Oh, so that to a dollar, and then Bitcoin drops to six thousand, and you get back in. You trade your stable coin for Bitcoin, and now you have one point two Bitcoin. But you never got out of the market, really. You didn't have to. You didn't have to convert it to cash, you know. So uh, and then convert the cash back into Bitcoin. You, so if that's the case, then do I ever have to pay taxes so on that? If you made money off your Bitcoin, if you had originally bought your Bitcoin at five, and I'm not a tax consultant either, right? Okay. But if I'd bought my Bitcoin at five thousand dollars and it went up to eighty three hundred when I converted it to stablecoin at that point. I'm supposed to pay for my profits because I just gained thirty three hundred dollars. Okay. You know that supposedly is what you do. I don't know what people do because I'm not into stable coins that much. You know, I'm more of just a hodler. I just ride with it. Seems to me you got just as good a chance of getting in late and screwing up and you're not making any money off the deal. So I'm so, not that good. So do I pay less in transact? I'm still trying to figure out why I would do this. Like, do I pay less in transaction fees? I mean, it seems to me I can just sell it to dollars and purchase back or sell it to Libras and purchase back. Yeah, is there I, an I advantage of sticking in one versus the other? I can see is you can do it quicker unless you're just going to let your cash sit on the exchange because then you got to get your cash back in the exchange to buy more. Okay. So let's say if you had, if okay. you had you know, a lot of wallets, I don't know about mycelium, Celium that you're using, but a lot of wallets will let you transfer right inside the wallet from one currency to another. So oh. if I, I added my wallet, for instance, the Exodus wallet. I can buy and sell cryptos right inside of the wallet there. You I know? don't have to put them back into an exchange. Like I don't have to take them no. back and send them back no, no, to no, a Coinbase? You can do it in your wallet. Oh. And there's, a, and there's a lot of wallets that can do that. So if you converted it to dollars, well, you got to put those dollars on an exchange. You really can't convert it in. I guess you could. I guess some you could just have cash in. Yeah. But uh, typically, I think you do that on the exchange, convert it back to dollars. And then you have to, maybe you don't want to, maybe it lasts six months and you don't want to leave six months worth of cash in there for some reason. People feel funnier about cash, maybe. And so okay. you pull it out and then you got to put it back in and you got to buy it again. Okay. So, um, I don't know. And actually, I don't know if you'd pay as much to convert the Bitcoin to a uh, stable coin as you would Bitcoin to cash. You okay. Know? I'm not sure about that. Like I said, I know enough about this to know what I to know about it, but I'm not an expert on it because I don't do a lot of it. So when you hear about... But it is a taxable event. Okay. It is a taxable event. So when you hear about countries creating their like i you know china's a big talk of creating their own crypto yeah. are they is it more than likely they're tying it to something like this and going to create a stable coin or yeah it's going to be uh, an electronic one or whatever their currency is is their currency the one is that right whatever it is it's going to be an electronic version of that and they're going to probably get, end up getting rid of the one i mean if you basically every country probably is going to do this the united states will probably have a fed coin 
And then there's no way you can have uh, any money moving anywhere in the country that the government doesn't know about. Whether it's for taxable purposes, you're trying to move the money around with cash, buying and selling cash, or whether it's because you don't want them to see what you're doing. You know? Right. But all the money will be trackable. So I think that's different than a stable coin. Okay. Um, and that's just a government currency you know, that they can track and control. And also, if you know, in China right now, from what I understand, I'm not an expert on China, but you also get a social score. And as to whether you can use the trains or get to get a job or whatever has a lot to do with your social score as to whether the government thinks you're a good, a good Chinese or a bad Chinese. And I'm sure the same thing would apply to the money since they can just turn the switch and take your money. I mean, you can't hide your money under the uh, pillow anymore because it's all on a wallet and it's all controlled. It's a centralized currency. So they can take it back anytime they want, which uh, someone could do with a stable coin. I mean, it's not a, it's a centralized currency, but it's not centralized by a government, you know, that has, wants to control their people. Well, and I'm curious, like, as you see these, and I know this is like way going in deep and a lot of speculation because we just don't know. As you see countries taking on their own crypto, I almost see that benefiting Bitcoin more because there's going to be more people who maybe aren't as comfortable. Crypto will be adopted, but people are going to want to kind of keep their crypto off to the side too. Or do you think that's going to end up like harming like a Bitcoin? No, I don't think it'll harm a Bitcoin. I think it's two different animals. I don't think it'll harm a Bitcoin any more than a dollar bill harms a Bitcoin or a gold harms a Bitcoin. So uh, I don't I don't see that Bitcoin's a different animal. So completely, I think. So okay. you know, I, I don't. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I don't I don't see that picture. Yeah, and then so stable coins are just really they're tied to something. It's it's a safer like we talked about Libra. It's more of a spending type currency, Libra right? Libra. Libra is, but not all stable coin is. No, no, stable coins aren't necessarily. They're just for putting money in and holding. I mean, okay. I, I have never seen any place that really takes stable coins. I mean, um, they're not set up. There's not mechanisms set up for shopping and selling and buying and things with that. No one's setting up shopping carts that'll take stable coins of any kind. So um, stable coins are strictly for, for the most part, playing the market as far okay. as I can tell. That if you think it's going down, you put it in stable coins. If you think it's going up, you take it out of your stable coins and put it in there. And like Gemini Exchange, the mm-hmm. Wingle Boss Twins, they have Gemini. That's a stable coin. It's tied to the dollar. And, they have a, and they've said they have a dollar in the bank for every one of the Gemini coins. All right. So I'm so, and I'm sorry for so many questions because I'm still trying to grasp this. So I'm a company. I want to create a crypto, right? I wanted to create my own crypto. What's, why would I want to create a stable coin versus a non-stable coin? Well, you're going to have to create I mean, a stable coin. Now you're going to be able to collect off the fees. That's all you can do with it. Okay. I mean, you know, that's all, that's all Gemini and them are planning on doing with is make money on fees when people want to convert Bitcoin that I can know. I don't know what else to do with, but they want to convert Bitcoin over to the Gemini coin. So if they got a million dollars worth of Bitcoin, it's still worth a million dollars, no matter what happens to Bitcoin. Okay. On the fees. So okay. That's what you're trying to do. I got a million dollars in Bitcoin. I don't. Yeah. Okay. But but you got a million dollars in Bitcoin and you go, I don't feel comfortable. This has been 
going up too fast. It's bound to fall. I want to get it out of there for a while. And you move that million dollars over the Gemini coin and okay. it's worth a million dollars a year from now it'll be worth a million dollars. You know, so maybe you'll miss it and you can only get back in half as much Bitcoin as you had. Or maybe what you think comes true and Bitcoin drops in half and you get twice as much Bitcoin as you had. But it's more okay. of a parking place for your crypto. Then does a company like Gemini have a non-stable coin usually too? No, or that's they, they sell all it. the other coins. They sell okay. Yeah. Gemini. All right. Gemini, this is making more sense base. now. They have all the cryptos. The, all the cryptos. <laughs> and they uh, carry okay. different cryptos and then uh, they, they provide their own stable coins so they can make that money. Because that's just tying money to a dollar. That's not any you know, real um, thing that you got to sell people on, I guess. If you have people using your account, you know, they're just as likely, I guess, to use your stable coin if they think you're trustworthy. Yeah. It really is backed by the dollar that you really have the dollar in the bank for. Because that's the complaint on some of them is they don't think they have a dollar in there for every one they make. And then there are also people who track Mm -hmm. what they think Bitcoin is going to do by what is happening with certain stable coins. Really? And how does that uh, affect it? You know, everybody's selling their stable uh, coins. They're putting it in back into the market. And so that's a sign. Or if um, Gemini's having to make more stable coins, they've sold out of stable coins, you know, and they go, oh, we got to have more stable coins. So I would assume they dump a couple million into the bank or transfer a couple million from one account to the other and say, this is designated for the stable coins. So when you see the amount of stable coins grow, that's what they usually see is, you know, they went from, 20 million stable coins to 25 million stable coins. Well, that means they foresee a lot of people getting ready to buy stable coins. Okay. Now this makes much more sense. So where do you go to find that information where you see things are moving? I don't know because I don't track that. Oh, okay. If you went to, if you went to coin market cap, Coin market cap. Okay. That shows all the all the cryptocurrencies in rank of okay. one to a thousand. Okay. Uh, one to two thousand. You know, all of them if they're decent currency, if they're a legit currency on there, and some not legit. So if you went to coin market cap, you can actually say, here's the things I want to follow, and you can make your own follow list. And you can just okay. follow Gemini and four or five other stable coins and look at that list and it'll show you. Uh, the value of the coin, which is always around a dollar, maybe a dollar one, maybe 99 cents. It'll fluctuate a little. And it'll show you how many there are, what the, what the market cap is, and you can just track that. Now, I guess if you're pretty good, you just make yourself a bot. There probably is a bot somewhere that just tracks it. Probably. You know, it shows you if anything goes up, sends you a report. Hey, this one went up by 5 million or 10 million in quantity. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Now it's my, I'm glad I asked this question because now it makes a lot more sense because I'm like, well, why would I do stable coin versus non-stable coin? I'm kind of with you. It's not like, to get an advance on the dollar going down 2% because it's still worth a dollar. So it's going down 2% a year too. Right. If the dollar goes down 2%, its value is less than 2% less. And so, you're not going to sit and hold, I mean, yeah. you may. Invest in a coin that never goes up. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I want to put it in that million dollars in there because it never goes up or down. <laughs> it's safe. It's, it's very, always very worth safe. a million. I mean, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's just if you're going to get back into market, if you want to get out and in, you just transfer it into there and you transfer it right back. Okay, and that does make a lot more sense if you're going to drop down. But you know, it's in- and again, I'm not a tax expert too. 
So I don't, I want to be careful when I say this, but I remember we were talking about this and I was just listening to a podcast where somebody was saying, remember how we talked about, um, how, when I like, let's say I bought crypto at three, I bought it at six, I bought it at 10, um, crypto goes down to five. I don't want to sell the three, even though that was my first one, because I don't want to show profit, but I want to show the, sell the 10 to do a loss at the end of the year. Originally, you had to go buy your first, but there's um, there's now something. I think you have to use some sort of software, and I probably shouldn't even be talking about this because I don't know fully what I'm talking about. But you can actually select which crypto you want to sell based um, based on the date. So you can act, you can do that now. Hmm. I, I wasn't aware of that because I've heard several shows on from tax people, and they they're always just like in stocks. It's first in, first out. Because if you buy. If you buy Facebook stock, if you bought Facebook stock at seventeen dollars, and you bought some more at fifty bucks, and you bought some more at a hundred, now it's two hundred and ten, and you pulled out fifty, those fifty are going to be at the first price. Are you sure? Because I have a stock account. Um, yeah, I'm pretty th- sure on that. Because my so yeah, I, heard, I I don't know because I'm not an, an I'm not either. I've heard, All right, I've heard too many. I feel comfortable saying that because I've heard so many tax people say that on podcasts because when it comes tax season when april starts hitting march and april you're going to see tax people interviewed like crazy on crypto podcasts i mean maybe get one on here yeah because they're they're going to be all the time you know coming on and and like you'll get emails from people wanting to say hey i'm a tax expert at cryptocurrency i'd love to come on your show i get 10 or 20 a year okay especially when it gets tax season yeah. Well, that's when they're making their money. So starting like February and March, they start sending out their emails, you know, and okay. then everybody starts having them on their show, especially in April. All right. Yeah. We'll have to look at that. Cause I'm yeah. interested. That's curious to me. Cause it's interesting. You say that I was just selling some stock on another program I had, and they asked me to select which one I wanted to sell. Was it my most current, my furthest out? And it, no, no. I had that selection. Yeah. I'm just going from what they say. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Well, or if you don't sell and just hang on to them forever, you don't even have to I worry about it. Stock, I buy, like when I bought Facebook, I bought a bunch at one time. So it was all the same. Yeah. No matter when I sold it. So I didn't have to go, oh, give me that batch. Because I usually don't buy multiple times into the same stock over a period of time. I buy a batch. So that's why I'm not very knowledgeable on that. If I come back in, I usually come back in in another investment. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um I do small buy. Like it's just like what I'm doing with crypto, to be honest with you. It's very, it's not, I mean, thousand here and 2000 there right. buys. So it's not like a bunch. It's just a, every kind of month that's, I buy some of that, buy some stock. So I do yeah. slow rolls in. So averaging. Yeah. yeah. Dollar, yeah. dollar cost averaging. Yeah. 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 Pick so, some so up see, today that's at 83. Why you know more about that than me because I don't do that except in Bitcoin. Well, in Bitcoin, I don't even do that. You know, I really? Just, yeah, I just buy it. I buy it in hunks. You know? Yeah. But I tell people that they should buy a certain amount every month, but I just buy, like, when I'm ready to buy some, I just go ahead and buy it. I don't say, oh, I'll buy, I'll break this up into 10 hunks and buy some every week or every month. I just go ahead and buy it all. I have so I too much. To my own advice. I have too much FOMO. I'm like worried. Like, oh, like, oh, it's going down. I always want some on hand. Like I always have cash on hand for when it's going down. And that way I can pick up some more. But then I try to like the cost average is eh, just buy some here, buy some there. And Right. I just, if I got some uh, money, I buy it. Yeah. And then stack sets whenever I can. 
for free. Where, okay, real quick. Anywhere else you're getting, like, are you playing games to get stats or anything like that, too, that you're doing? No, no, no. I, no I, don't play, I don't play games. Okay. I don't have any time. I don't. All right. All I think I'm doing for that is Lolly and Fold at the moment is all I can. And then, uh, yeah, I have a Casa node, so I get 10,000 stats, stats a week on that. Yeah, see, the node thing, I can't go there yet. I got to get the wallet thing down before I start... I get, I feel so stupid with, I'm just like, why is this so, but it's just, it's like, there's so much information there too. Like if you start really consuming podcasts, yeah. And you got to wrap your head around it. And then there's like, well, there's this app and there's this thing and you can do this and you can do this. And you're just like, oh my God, it's like information and option overload. Mycelium wallet. Um, I went out and did some. It was like listed in one of the apps. So there was another one I tried to use and it was a little more confusing. And so I went, I had both of them and I went to mycelium and it worked. (laughs) (laughs) It was, was, I can't remember the other one. The other one was like, I was just a little bit overwhelmed by it. Are you planning on keeping all your Bitcoin on your phone? So anytime you walk around, you have a ton of money on your phone? No. Uh, I got the treasure or whatever it is for okay. my bigger investments. Like okay. those will go off in there. The, my, uh, my one is just my funny money. Like that's where all my fold money is going to go. Or unless I can actually do a transfer of Satoshi's, that's just, I have no plans on spending that to be honest with you too. I'm just, um, but it's just kind of more of my, I mean, God help me if I get to a spot where I've got a ton of money on here. Cause that means I spent a lot of money on fold. So it's kind of a catch 22, but, yeah. um, but yeah, that's my, that's my plan is just to kind of have that bucket of this is free. This is all free stuff. And then my actual investments are on another one. Yeah. Cause that's, I really don't keep much anything uh, on me if they steal my phone. I, I just don't want anything on there. So they wouldn't have a reason to steal my phone. You know, no yeah. one says, give me your phone. I'm going to hit you in the head. <laughs> hey, look, there's no wallets on here. Right. You know, there's nothing on here. I'll give you, I'll, I'll, sit, I'll mail you a hundred dollars. Let me keep my phone. Yeah. <laughs> no. And if I like do a travel or something, I will get them off my phone for now. I just wanted them. I wanted to get something off fold just to see what it was, just to see how this thing worked. And, um, I, I mean, I don't feel comfortable just carrying it on my phone the whole time, but I, I do want to keep two different wallets. I don't know why. I, yeah. but no, that's mine. Yeah. So I, uh, I have another phone, my old phone, which was a seven S I got the 10 now, I guess my old seven. I keep that for like when I go out of the country. Okay. Like if I go on a cruise, that's a good idea. It's yeah. a really good idea. I might take both phones on the cruise, but I leave my 10 in my cabin. And then when I go on the mainland, like on the beach, you know, in Jamaica or something, I'm out on the beach. I don't leave my phone. So I used to take my old one for photos and use the uh, Wi-Fi, you know, on it. Yeah. So it's not as good, but then again, someone steals it. I'm not out of thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars. Exactly. You know, so, exactly. so I keep both of them around when, when I go traveling, I take both. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. And I just, I am not. And it has the, no wallets on it at all. I mean, it yeah. On it, but the basics, you know, Facebook, Twitter, camera. Yeah. Well, and my viewpoint is I am not the most technically savvy person. I have had computers crash on me. I've had phones crash on me. I've lost things before. I don't do the best of backing up everything. So 
for my sake, it would be better for me to get everything off. But at, I just wanted to test out the wallet, finally say I actually did something with the wallet. And then, like I said, I've got a... Um, what kind of tr- computer do you have? Mac. I do Macs because it's... I don't even... I shouldn't even say this. I don't even have antivirus on my Mac, which I know I should. I know we've talked yeah, about that before. I don't, I don't oh, know. I thought you did. I thought oh, you yeah, did I now that... Yeah. I, I forgot. I added that. It does it automatically. I have... Um, Malware bytes on here. Yeah, that was, I, uh, recommended to me by several like people who speak across the country on security. So uh, I have malware bytes, but you know, I use also use the uh, Exodus wallet. I okay. like that on the Mac. If I think I like it because I got used to using it when I was a newbie, mm-hmm. and it's so user friendly that I mean, it's like oh my gosh, it's so easy to use, and I'm just used to using it now. Yeah. Yes, but then it's on your desktop, right? Well, they have a desktop and phone version. And you can, okay. Um, but it's like uh, got a really nice user interface, you know, and uh, when you open it up, if there's any money, if you had any money transferred, it makes a sound of like change jingling. You go, oh, I got some money. Oh, that's that kind of fun. <laughs> you go look to see where your money came from. Because you, know, okay. you might have it on donation pages or something like that. You don't even know you're getting it. Yeah. You know, so... Um, yeah, I like, I like, and the guys, they're pretty nice guys there. Uh, one of the guys spoke last year at Bitblock. Boom. So you might want to look at Exodus Wallet. I mean, I recommend yeah. I like it. I think I'm going to avoid anything on my desktop. And like I said, get this off my phone. But I'm going to get a secondary one just to, I don't know why. It's, I like having, I don't know, it's like a hoarder in me or something. I like, I have it with stocks too. I've got several different brokerages. I don't know. It makes things complicated, but it makes me feel like I have more money. Hey, whatever works for you. <laughs> I don't know. If you're money, if you don't do good or you do good, you want to be because you're the one that... If you don't do good, you want to be because you were the idiot, not because you listened to someone else who was an idiot. Right. You know? Right. That's what I always say. If I screw up in life, I want to be because I was the idiot. And right. Not because I listened to an idiot. Like yeah. yeah. Well, and it just like I said, it's... I kind of I like things that I kind of can forget about too. Where I'm like, oh, isn't this fun? I didn't. I forgot I had whatever over there. But anyway, even though I don't forget about it, but I kind of hope I will. It's like the alarm clock. I set the alarm. Like I put my clock at ten minutes ahead every time, hoping I'll wake up and be like, oh, it's uh, it's really it's ten ten. I got to get out of bed. But then I'm like, Aaron, it's really ten o'clock. Really, You're yeah, not fooling yourself. I try my to fool myself. That and I go, that's stupid as hell. You know what time it is. Yeah. You know, but, but I don't use a clock, a uh, alarm clock. I just wake up nowadays. I think that's something about getting old. You just start waking up early for no damn reason. Yeah. You know? I have not reached that. And then you're awake and you can't get back to sleep. Yeah. So, hey, I, I got something. Uh, are you familiar with BizTalk Radio? No. Okay. They're like, um, has nothing to do with crypto. Well, it kind of has something to do with crypto. But they have a uh, national. So they're like a national radio network, mm-hmm. a business talk, you know, and uh, they, they go out on the wire or whatever. And uh, they want me to come be their chief executive vice president of the radio station and uh, handle all their podcasting because they know nothing about podcasting and they know they're missing the boat. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. The guy said, I just listened to my first podcast last week. And I uh, said, really? <laughs> he goes, yeah. I said, oh. He was looking for someone who loves podcasting, who knows a lot about it, and who knows business to come and board here. They called me up. So I think 
I told him I would do that if they not only I agreed there all the terms, but I said you also have to carry my show on your network. That's a good idea. Uh, and then they have a guy who promotes it to independent channels. He goes around and promotes it like a salesman. Okay. Promotes their shows to independent channels. Said, and he's got to promote my show. You know, because anyone can get a show on the network, but if no one's promoting it to the radio stations. Yeah. No value. So that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But is he going to promote the podcast to, to the radio stations though too? Hmm. He's not going to promote the podcast to the radio no, stations. No, he's right? promote the He promotes the radio shows. Okay. Yeah. So I would create a new show for them about crypto for the radio. Show. Oh, okay. And I think they have an older audience, probably. Yeah. It's a business uh, radio station, so I was going to create uh, Bitcoin for Boomers. Okay. The radio show. That's a good idea. And where are they based out of? Uh, actually, they're based out of uh, Dallas Fort Worth. Okay. You know Fox Sports TV? Yes. You ever heard of that? They carry yeah. out the sports in yeah. the Southwest Conference and all that. The guy who invented that, who sold that, is a guy named Ed something. I've met him a couple times now. He started that and sold it for a ton of dough, and now he's doing this talk radio. And then they have a thing in Vegas. They have a thing in Kentucky. They have things all over the place. Okay. Yeah. So does this mean you're getting a J-O-B? Well, not really. I'll be here. So. <laughs> okay. I can, I can, I guess technically I am, but you know, I don't think I would listen to a boss. So yeah, um, I, can't, I can't see you in like an employee you know, role. They would just give me access to all the dashboards and everything. And I could just do it from here. Okay. So just do it in my office here. All right. That's not but so I bad. Technically then. I'm an employee, I guess. Yeah. yeah so that would be kind of weird. That is very weird. I, I can't picture that. you as that. Yeah. You got your I'd job you got to go to. I haven't been employed in a long time, like four <laughs> years. <laughs> Hopefully you don't piss off the boss. Yeah, Be careful. I'll get fired. I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any um, make the announcement. Gary Leland is where we find you on Twitter. Bitblock Boom is a conference coming up. Hey, when is that? Pretty good. I'm finally able to say it without like stumbling through it. Yeah, we got a new, uh, we just added a new speaker, two new speakers uh, today and yesterday. We got Ben Woosley, who works on Bitcoin Core. He actually writes on the Bitcoin protocol. Um, he's working on a new protocol they're working on. I can't remember the name of it. I didn't know it was in existence until we talking about it. And then we have someone from uh, Interiative Capital uh, speaking, both of them okay. are speaking in the tech track. So two new speakers. If people are in the Bitcoin, they'll know what those are. Okay. But it's a Bitcoin. If you're a beginner, you probably don't want to come spend the money. Yeah. But as you start getting, as you start transferring money over to your wallets and you actually know what you're doing, it may be. Then you might want to. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to con people into coming to a conference if they don't get anything out of it. We, we will sell out anyway just with people. Yeah, I think, and I think we have another guy out of Canada works for Big Bull, works for Bullcrypt Bitcoin in Canada. I think he's going to agree to speak. So, so yeah, they come from all over the world. It's kind yeah. of amazing. No, it was awesome. Like I helped last year with the registration, and just I mean, people were literally from all over the world. So it was it was cool. Yeah, so. yeah. A lot of people say this is going to probably end up being one of the like like the guy last night from Canada. He there's a big conference called Bitcoin. 2020, which is good for beginners in California, it'll have three, 4,000 people this year. And he said, I'm not going to too many people. He goes, I'm interested in yours because yours is limited. It's the and right people too. All those, all those newbies. Yeah. Know? 
yeah, they got to answer the stupid questions about wallets and nodes. What's a node? What's a Satoshi? Yeah. They're like, I'm done with these conversations. What's a stable coin? Exactly. What's a stable <laughs> coin? We just talked about Libra last week, but yeah. Like I said, there's just so much. I don't know. You know like every time. Covering something every week, you know. Yeah. In a certain amount of time, people will have a basic concept of everything you know, that there is. They may not be an expert, but they have enough to stand at the water cooler. And if someone says something, they're in the conversation. You know, I, I, I remember after I was in this like six months, I was listening to a podcast that was a little more technical. And I was thinking to myself, gosh, how many words did they use that I would have had no idea what they were talking about six months ago? I mean, six months earlier, I'd have been going, what in the hell did they say in that last Yeah. Time? But I, I was able to follow the conversation because there are a lot of words. Like, most people don't even know what fiat is. Right. You know, they only, they've never heard that word before, you know, so, and that's a basic word. So, um, well, and I feel like it's one of those things like you, you know, it's like you open a door, you're like, okay, I kind of grasp this. I'm going to open this door. I get it. And then it's like, there's 50 more doors. You got to figure out how to open. It's just like you, it's you, you think, well, h- how much more can I learn? Like you just buy a Bitcoin, like what the hell? Like, and I know Bitcoin is, what is this? And then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap. Like there's, I thought I knew what I was talking about. And now I realized I know nothing, you know, you just kind of yeah. keep going deeper and deeper into the weeds. Deeper so, into the rabbit hole, let's say. Yeah. Into the rabbit hole of just like, like Alice. Exactly. Exactly. And there's freaking Mad Hatters everywhere. There's like you don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah, there's so. a cat in there. <laughs> You're like, dude. <laughs> I Alice in Wonderland. I'm gonna be honest with you. Is not. I did not like it. it. Was not my favorite Disney movie. It that guy me. must have been on drugs. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. That definitely, especially back in that time. So yeah, yeah. All right. So head over to at Gary Leland, head over to Bitbox Boom. If you feel like you want to push yourself or you feel like you're at that level where um, you want, you know, you want to learn some more or just network. That's really why you put this together is really the networking piece. Yeah. Um, I always tell people, you know, you know, when I was first getting this, I listened to every podcast I could listen to, even if I didn't know what you're saying. And my thought was the more I listen, I learn a little bit every time. And before you knew it, I would know a lot. You know, so that's what I, I did. That's why I like podcasts. You know? I do too. Because I think you absorb information, even if you're just driving down the street and you're listening and you don't know what they're saying, you're absorbing something without even knowing. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those records that you listen to when you sleep. You know, yep. and you're supposed to be smarter. Subliminal messages. Thing. Yep. Same thing. You're picking up something without even knowing it. Well, and that's even like with this. It's like, okay, they're, I'm listening to the more high end or deeper ones we'll call them and it was like oh stable coin this stable coin i'm like i think i get it but it's like the why i'm like a why person like help me understand why they would do this and how like i need to connect the dots and i need to know um what are you listening to uh what am i listening to unchained is one of them i'm listening to yeah Yeah, or shin yeah um what else am i listening to there's you listen to that yeah, I got to support the women. <laughs> um, but she's really, she's a smarty pants. She knows what she's talking she about. Um, I have yours I listen to. Um, what else? Crypto Cousins. And there was one I liked off the chain, I think was his. Do you oh, listen to his? Pompiano. Yeah. Those are the ones. And those are the ones I've been listening to, just trying to consume them all. 
So. One of my favorite podcasts is the Stefan Libera show. Okay. He's out of Australia. He's a smart guy. He's real. He'll be speaking at the conference coming from Australia to speak. But I like Stefan. So if you get a chance to listen to some of that, but it's kind of um, a little technical too. But like I said, after you listen to enough, you start knowing what's going on more. So yeah, and I want to start getting to a point. Like I told you, um, getting people on this one too to talk to and ask mm-hmm. questions to. I got to get that accountant on. Figure out what I can do on the. Not that I want to sell anything, but. Just in case. Sounds good to me. All right. All right. Well, we'll wrap up this week. Gary, thank you so much as always. And uh, Four Minute Crypto, Gary Leland at Gary Leland. And Bitbox Boom, if you want to go check out more. So, all right, Gary, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Aaron. Adios. All right. Bye-bye.